The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Audio. I should have turned that off. That's there we go. Perfect. <laughs> I am looking, have been looking forward to this interview for a while because uh, John is everybody that I talk to that knows you says, Oh, he's a kick. You'll really get a, uh, <laughs> you'll really have a good time with him. And, uh, and so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, by the way, John Cole is with us. He's an artist. He also works with uh, Allison Roberts. I believe you're going to be a speaker on the at the, behind the, the the power, right? Oh, I absolutely am, and I'm extremely excited to be able to speak, Kevin. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was fortunate enough to attend the event her her first event last year down in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, she asked me if I would participate this year. And having you know had that experience uh, of watching others and the stories that they were telling. Uh, it was a great opportunity for me to tell my story, and I jumped at it. So, yeah, I'll be doing that TED Talk-like speech, and yep. I'm looking, looking forward to it. You know, what's fun is that uh, you were in, you, if you look at your history, you were in the Coast Guard for 35 years, which is a really long, by the way, thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, And then you retired from the Coast Guard, and then it was like, now what? Um, which we all go through that, you know, I'm of that age of retirement as well. And we all tend to go through, what are we going to do with ourselves for the rest of our lives? Because I don't feel dead yet and I may be retired, but I'm not, I'm not old yet. And I want, got other stuff to do. Did that happen to you? Boy, I tell you, did that happen to me? <clears throat> yes, it did. It absolutely did. 35 years is a very, very long time, obviously to work for any company, it right. And, and really the military is a company. And when you look at 35 years now, I joined when I was 19. So when I retired, roughly two thirds of my entire life was spent in the military, right? So uh, walking away from that and then asking that question, what am I going to do with the rest of my life was a, was a very big challenge for me. As a matter of fact, it was the struggles that I had after retiring that directed me towards Allison. And what kind of struggles were those? Uh, well, this, the, the big struggle for me was uh, how was I going to continue to have that responsibility? Because I, because my speech, let me back up for a second. My speech uh, when I talk in Atlanta is going to be about codependency and the issues that I've struggled with over the years. Now, codependency, I think... You know, predominantly when you think codependency, you think about folks that are involved with with other people that might have drug issues or alcohol problems. 
Uh, but for me, codependency never started like that. Codependency for me was something that evolved over time from when I was a child. And one of the symptoms of that are things like self-worth, things like, you know, I, I evaluate myself based on the things that I do as opposed to valuing myself as a person. So when you work for an organization like the Coast Guard where, you know, and, and nothing against this, but the entire system is based on what you're able to produce, right? You do the right things, you're promoted, you know, you, you, you follow the rules, you don't get kicked out, you stay in for another year, you might get promoted a rank, right? And you continue on with your career till eventually, like in my case, it just was time to go. So when I stepped away from the Coast Guard, my first thought was, well, how am I going to continue to be worthy? How am I going to continue to provide value to anyone? Okay. And that immediately put me into this frantic state, this panic mode. And the first thing I did was I jumped on a website to start looking for jobs. And I ended up taking a job with the government in the same location I had just retired from as a civilian. And the first day I set foot there, I immediately regretted the decision. And it wasn't the people because I had just walked away from those very same people. So it wasn't <laughs> job, right? You know, it's, it's the same people. Uh, but what had happened was, is I found that it just wasn't the same environment. It wasn't the same feeling. And I had realized that I had, had really made a big mistake doing that. And of course, I had committed. And then that's when the real pain started in my head, because it's like, is this all there is? There's got to be more than this, Kevin. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. That, it's amazing that you say that, John. First of all, I got to ask you, what was your rank when you uh, retired? I retired as an 05, a commander. So you were a commander. I was, but I started off as a seaman recruit. So I started off enlisted and then about halfway through, I was fortunate enough to transition over to the officer corps. Everybody that I talk to virtually and in, in my life, whether it's on the radio or otherwise, at one point in time, they say to themselves, is this all there is? And why am I really here? Right. And because there, there's a big void that we don't know what that's all about. And you had left you, you were used to having, you, you remind me very much of my, my own father who was an executive with Nordstrom for 40 years. And so he was, he was Mr. McDonald. And so when he would go into he and he had a whole um, um, region. And so at the, at the end, he started as a, as a uh, one store manager and worked his way up, but he was that guy that, Everybody made sure that the displays were nice and that they looked nice and everything was right. And it was Mr. McDonald. And then he retired at 59 and nobody called him Mr. McDonald anymore. He lost his complete sense of self-worth. He was because everything was tied to the job. And I suspect that that was your, your issue too. It was exactly the same, Kevin. You, you, you become... Well, you become, the thing is, is you become part of that greater whole. And with an organization like the Coast Guard specifically, which is primarily, it's a search and rescue and law enforcement organization is what it is, right? And their whole mission isn't, isn't like the other armed forces where it's national defense, it is homeland security. So the primary function is the safety of life at sea, and then also protecting human life, protecting animals. We do we did, or I do, or what, however you want to phrase that, right? Because I still feel I'm part of that. And I probably always will feel that. Uh, but the whole mission is a very positive, very, very, um, uh, I can't even think of the right word there. It's, it's, it's a very uplifting mission. And when you're part of something like that, you can't help but assume part of that identity. 
Exactly. You know, and and when you and then of course when you step away from it, whether or not it's voluntary or not, part of you kind of goes with it, you know, and 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 it, and it and like I said, it leaves you struggling for answers. Like, well, well, now what? Well, and you when you retired, you were not yet sixty, so you oh, were, you know, so so you were by. <laughs> By my standards, you were a very young man when when you retired, and you had lots and lots of things that you still wanted to do and still wanted to give. Uh, but to reinvent to reinvent yourself at I don't know fifty three, fifty four, whatever it was, uh, to reinvent yourself, that's hard to do. It's it's hard to do, but it's not impossible. But I will say, you know, at, at the behind the power event specifically. I am going to be hosting a breakout session specifically to talk about that challenge. So there's a little bit of a plug for that there. And I think that's yep. important because like you mentioned, there's a lot of folks, whether or not they're there yet, you know, eventually we're all going to stop doing whatever it is that we've been doing for a while. And even if you're, you know, transiting between jobs or whatever, eventually you're just going to stop. And then that question will come up. Uh, but I, th but I think one of the big mistakes that I made was jumping into something without really thinking about it. And the second thing that I found that was extremely valuable was Allison or a coach because, you know, and, and I think Michelle during her interview a couple of days ago, she brought up this whole point or this whole perspective of blind spots. You know, we don't always see what's going on with ourselves because we tend to put these blinders on because we think, well, Hey, I need a job or I need to go this direction, or I need to take care of my family because I think I don't have enough money, which by the way, was the whole reason I jumped for the other job. My first thought was, yeah, I'm going to get a retirement check, but man, how am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to pay the garbage bill? Blah, blah, blah. Right. When the fact of the matter was, well, I'm not, getting that extra money, there's still enough there to cover those bills. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still have the house. Otherwise I wouldn't be broadcasting tonight. Right. <laughs> I still have the internet connection. I'm still paying my, my Xfinity bill. Right. So, um, but it was really, Allison was the one that really kind of put me on track there. Right. Um, and I think the whole, within that first 30 days of me working with her, uh, the big button items for me, she helped see those blind spots so I could course correct. So I would say probably within 45 days, I ended up quitting that government job. And although, you know, saying no, thank you. I don't know if you've ever quit a job before, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, it's not, but it's that, but it's not an easy experience, especially, you know, if you walk in with good faith and you're obligating yourself, say, I'm going to do this job. And then you have to walk in and say, well, geez, you know, it's only been 45 days, but I'm going to have to quit. Right. Um, but, but there's a little fear involved, but you know, it's the best thing for you. Right. And then <clears throat> the other thing was, what about me? So what did I do with her help? I signed up for college. So right now in the middle, actually I'm more towards the tail end of earning my bachelor's degree in graphic design, which is something I always wanted to do. Congratulations. Thank you. And so, by the way, Carrie says your small group is here with you, John. Uh, Carrie, Carrie has been working with Allison. Carrie is an amazing person. Uh, she has been very, very supportive for all of us. Uh, she herself has been really that that spiritual side of of Allison's uh, personalized science. Uh, so, so Allison's focuses a lot on how the brain works, the cognitive behavioral part, 
And then Carrie adds in with the spiritual side of it to really give us that full package. So, uh, Carrie, uh, have you signed up to be a guest on the show yet? Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll love Carrie. Carrie has probably one of the most charming personalities of anybody you're ever going to meet. She's just wonderful to talk to. Well, you know, I have to tell you, uh, there isn't a soul that I have met that is associated with, oh, go oh, good. Uh, she she sure has good. So uh, there isn't a soul that I've met that that works with Allison that isn't that isn't a dynamic human being and and is is really July twenty fifth. That's cool. And is is uh, working. She, you're all working for the betterment of each other, the betterment of the planet. You trade. You trust each other. You've got a, a sense of teamwork, a sense of camaraderie, and that you are all one and you're all working together for the same thing, which is the betterment of each of you and the betterment of mankind, which is what I'm trying to do as well, which is why I'm so pleased that Allison has invited me to be part, a small part of what you guys are doing, because it really is cool. And I appreciate the, I appreciate it. No end. I really do. Well, I mean, we, if anything, we appreciate what you're doing for us because, um, you know, we are just normal people that that are trying to improve ourselves because you know every little bit helps you know i mean the, the world right now isn't this really crazy funky thing that's going on right now and you know in in my opinion um while everything seems crazy we control ourselves we control how we think we control how we act and we control the decisions every single thing that goes on in our life kevin we decide how we want to think about that and how we want to react to that. Yep. You know, so, so for us to sit back and blame somebody else for our decisions and how we're going to act, you, 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 we really can't do that as humans. What we have to do is we have to take that personal accountability that, that as Allison puts it, that radical personal responsibility, um, because really it's, it's up to us. So if we want a better world, if we want a better neighborhood, if we want a better Facebook page, TikTok, right? We've got to make that decision, you know? Nobody else is going to do that for us. Right? So if we want to do if we want to remain positive, right? You do positive talk radio, Kevin. That's what you do. That's and if I, I want to be positive, then I do the best I can by getting on your program or I work with Allison or I speak it behind the power because like Christy had said in the previous episode, if I can help just one person, if I can have one person come up and say, "John, thank you." that meant something to me, I learned something, that will have a ripple effect. Well, you know, I have to tell you, everybody that I've talked to, then I've mentioned your name specifically, they all have got a wonderful, wonderful opinion of you because of the man that you are and how how kind and loving and caring that you are with the entire group. And they, they, they honestly, John, they think the world of you. They really do. So, um, and as well, they should, because you're working like me. And quite frankly, I got to tell you, John, there aren't a whole lot of guys that are doing what we are doing. Um, but, uh, we're trying to make a difference. We're trying to make a difference. And, and guys like you guys like me, we can help other men realize that there is a better way. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's crazy because, you know, my decision to join uh, the program 
it was kind of an interesting experience, right? Because like Christy, I ended up doing the painless pivots to power and it was because I was on break between jobs. So it wasn't like I was going out of my way to find a coach. Um, but something inside me was to that point where I knew I, I knew I needed something, right? So I needed, I needed something. I didn't know what it was. I didn't think it was, you know, therapy or counseling or anything like that. Uh, it was something a little bit deeper than that. There was something missing, right? Something deep in my soul that said, look, John, in order for you to make a change, you're going to have to do something drastic. And for me, that's drastic because I'm a guy, Kevin. I'm a guy. I don't ask for help, right? We don't do that. No, don't go to the doctor. We don't ask for help. We don't ask for directions. Nope, none of that. No, we don't do that. However, by me taking that, that, that seven, it was a seven day program at the time. By the time that seventh day come, I had already you know, because I'm an analytical person, I'm empirical. That's what I did with the Coast Guard for 35 years is you look at the way things operate, you know, everything is sequential and then there's a result. And, and really what I saw working with Allison just for that seven days is that it all made sense. You know, and when things make sense, especially as a male, you're like, well, if it makes sense, then why can't I apply that to myself? And if I can apply it to myself and have it work for the better, then there's value there for me. And, and, the, and the, really the fringe benefit of that is the value to me then bleeds over into everybody else because it, it can't help but not. When you become a nicer person, Kevin, guess what's going to happen to the people around you? Um, one of two things. Either they're going to go away mm -hmm. or they're going to appreciate you for the man that you are and uh, it's going to be, and it will, they will grow with you. Um, yep. and, and, and either way, you're going to get the right result. Exactly. And the, 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 sadly, there are, there are people that I, I, you know, it's kind of a, an energetic vibrational thing. They operate at a, at a different level and they just can't handle when somebody is trying to be positive and, and is, is happy and, and is trying to make things better for the world. They don't get it. And then, and that's fine. They will. It's going to take time <laughs> and it's going to someday, someday that they, they'll get it. And, and, but for the guys who can get it, um, there, it changes everything about them. It changes their family. It changes their relationship with their kids. Right. It ch changes the, the relationship with everybody. And you can, you can really make a difference. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm really impressed with you. I'm really impressed and I'm glad to know you because you, you are really, um, first of all, you were in the Coast Guard for 35 years. So you're a man's man and being a man's man and, and still being, um, kind and gentle and, uh, and amazing as, as, uh, Christy says, uh, such an, such a, he is such a guy and an amazing soul, um, you know, it, it, it has to make you proud. Well, it makes me feel good. I think, you know, looking back at, uh, you know, my 20 year old self, my 30 year old self, and then looking forward, you know, fast forward all the way today, my 57, I think I am now. I don't know. I just had a, I had a birthday back in June. I don't even remember. Uh, just um, look at your license. You'll get it. Yeah, that's exactly. I pulled my license out. Um, you know, I mean, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way. The older you get, the more you like yourself. Because, I mean, you get to look back on the experiences, right? You get to, at least I hope. I mean, that's the way I look at my life is, you know, I my 20-year-old self, the kid had some problems. Let's just be honest. The kid had some problems, right? 30-year-old self still didn't get it. 40-year-old self starting to get it, but still wasn't quite there. Uh, but as time goes on, uh, especially, again, I 
hate to keep harping on Allison, but man, she is awesome, right? When she brings this stuff to your attention and you really start to take a look at really what makes you you by looking at the, the various traumas throughout the year. And, and I'll just go on record, you know, and, and Christy kind of mentioned this as well, you know, that definition of trauma, things that change your worldview or yourself, right? So I didn't come from an abusive family. I didn't come from a broken family. I didn't come from an alcoholic family. You know, me walking into the program, I'm like, I came from a normal family. What the heck was traumatic about my life, right? But then I think back and it's like, well, I got beat up on the school bus. I was the short kid, right? Yep. I, 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 never got, I never got picked for sports. We grew up poor. I mean, Christmas gifts were from the Salvation Army. We went to the food bank, right? So, and my father, my father was, was a World War II veteran. My grandfather wasn't, my father was. So my father was 20 years older, when, older than my mother when they got married. So there was a huge age gap there. Oh, so wow. he was old school. You know, and he saw combat. He was a tail gunner that flew missions over um, Indonesia right at the tail end in 1945. So, so he came in with this specific mindset, his his own worldview. Which, as a child, you know, I you can't help but absorb that as a child, right? You you end up learning and thinking a certain way, and all of that feeds into who we become because we don't know any better. Right. So all that builds up as various forms of trauma. So when you look at somebody like myself in a program like this and you sit down and you're like, well, what do I have to heal? Well, believe it or not, there's a heck of a lot more under the surface than you think. You could think you're coming from this perfect environment, but really when you start to think about it logically, empirically, write things down, take some notes and you, and you start to look at yourself when you're younger and the things that you've gone through, you'll begin to realize that there's a lot more trauma there than you think. And those are the things that you need to heal. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, I'm the older I get, or excuse me, the more seasoned I am, the, the more I realize that I don't know that I have ever met a family that was not in some manner or form or some way dysfunctional in some way. And it affects and it affected everybody in, in my, in my family, my sister, my brother and I, at one time we sat down to talk to, and we were just talked about our growing up years. You would have thought that we grew up in three different households. <laughs> I, believe it. I believe it. My oldest sister and her experience of that, those years was horrific. My brother's was a drug induced <laughs> and, uh, and, but we all grew up. It's like we grew up in a different place. And so we all got different experiences and different traumas associated. And it was, but it was the same house, the same two parents. We had our entire growing up years, but but it was, but there was trauma associated with it, and right. uh, and it, it affected all of us in in a myriad of ways throughout our entire lives. Some of us to this day, uh, I'm I'm through it and 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 stuff, and I understand it. But and I say that. <laughs> But I haven't sat in front of Allison lately, so <laughs> because because I, I I had her on the show one time, 
And I have this problem. I tend to invite people into my world and say, come on in, come on in. We'll do a show and we'll have some fun and, and, and stuff like that. Well, a lot of times they have a different agenda than I do. And so I mentioned, I mentioned to Allison, and this was on the air. And I said, why is it that these people keep turning up badly for me? And she said, because you lack self-worth. Mm. Uh, uh, I guess I'm going to have to talk to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> And she, and she and uh, um, Michelle says, and you're right, she will kick your backside because she doesn't fool around, but she does it in a loving way. And I just love that about her. Yep. And she cares. Well, she cares. And she, she absolutely does. And, and it, she will bend over backwards to help you see those areas that you can help yourself with. You know what I mean? I mean, and, and that's that's the that's the interesting thing about her program, her unapologetic power program is she's really not doing anything for you, right? No. She's not doing anything for me. What she's doing is she's providing me with the tools, with the training and with the compassion and support so that I can work my own trauma at my own pace so that I can improve myself you know and that's that's important that's important because it's easy for me to tell you how to do something but it's deeper meaning for you if you can solve that on your own using the tools that you have it's kind of like going to ikea i mean i could have the ikea tech build it for me or i could build it myself now granted i'll be more frustrated because my <laughs> guess is that half the parts will be missing right Exactly. But the point is, by the time I'm done, not only do I know how to build this thing, but I also have that satisfaction that I did it myself. So that does then make me feel proud that I was able to solve this problem. And, and it's because that she provided those tools for me. Well, and what's that old saying that uh, you can give a man a fish or you can teach him to fish? Mm -hmm. And what she does is she gives you the tools yeah. to be able to learn how to fish so that you can feed yourself. Right. It, right. Ultimately, that's what you have to do anyway. Exactly, exactly. And and actually, Carrie, uh, when she had put the little text up earlier about the groups, and Christy might have mentioned it as well, you know, we do have these groups that are that are subcomponents of our program, where it's just these small groups of us that that meet and and that atmosphere itself allows us to bring up little issues that we might have that we can then discuss in the small group. And it's, it's not necessarily coaching like she would provide, but it gives us that venue to be able to discuss these problems. Right? The sympathetic ear, you know, well, what's interesting, and, and I'm going to back up just a second here, you know, that that 35 year military career, one of the things that I also lost, Kevin, was community. Mm. You know, um, now granted, uh, you know, with with any military life, you end up moving around every, you know, three to four years, right. And, and I'll just go on record. And this is this is another and we haven't really talked about codependency at all. And I don't know if we'll have time for that, but you know, one of, one of the, one of the reasons that, or one of the symptoms of codependency or one of the supporting elements of that is stability. I've moved 26 times over my life, which averages out to be about once every two years. Holy Moses. That's right. A lot. That's a lot of addresses. Right. So with that military life, I lost that sense of community and I lost any established friendships because even the friendships themselves tended to only last two to three years tops. And then because people move, you know, people take on new careers, 
or, you know, new areas in the military or whatever. So this program also offers up that sense of community, which is really, really important to people because we're social animals. It doesn't matter if I think I'm an introvert or dude, I want to be a hermit. I want to live in solitary. We still need to have that. It's we vital. To have that, you know, it's, yeah, it's absolutely vital. You know, and, I, and there's another category of people that really, really need this kind of interaction and, and support from folks. And that is if you are of a certain age and you're getting, and you've gotten divorced mm-hmm. and the last thing you want to do is to get remarried. Um, but all your friends are married. And so you end up being like feeling like the third wheel. Mm-hmm. And so you tend to pull yourself back and then you end up st- staying home alone and not interacting with other people. And that's not good for you either. And so this type of group, this type of uh, community, uh, if you will, is, is really vital for, for your growth and your continued development, because that's why we're here. We're not here to shut down and watch CNN 16 hours a day. Oh, gee, let's not even talk about the news. Yeah. That's, that's a whole different issue. That's a whole different show right there, Kevin. It is um, yeah. <laughs> whole different channel, quite frankly. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I think it's what's also really cool about it is that, um, you know, people of a certain age, right? So I'm in my 50s. You know, we've got some old, some folks in the group that are older than myself, but we also have folks that are as young as 19. Cool. And 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 the beauty of that, and I think this is something also, and of course, it's predominantly female. But there is a small spattering of men, um, which, by the way, if there are men watching, I highly encourage you to consider something like this because it's really important, right? This isn't about male, female. It's not about gender. It's not about age. This has nothing to do with any of that, right? Positivity has nothing to do with that, right? It's, a, it's, it's about being better. And you can be better at 65 and you can be better at 16. It's all about being a better person, right? It doesn't matter. So I really wish that I was 19 and had the March to be able to be in a group like this. Can you imagine what would have, <laughs> the growth that you can experience between 19 and 40 or 50 or 60 uh, is, is nothing short of amazing. Yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 19. Yeah, I remember 19. <laughs> I I remember parts of it, but uh, uh you know that was that was a long time ago. Um but and and there's a lot of trauma that goes on throughout our lives and stuff, but it really is important. And by the way, I, we've touched on it but we haven't really talked about it much. And and that was when you retired and then you got the the you went back to work but it was different because you were no longer a, a ranking member, as it were, you are now just a civilian and they look at them differently, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and so you became, you, you followed your passion, which I highly advocate everyone. If you can follow it, if you can do it at all, any way you can follow your passion, follow your heart and you'll live longer. You'll live happier. You'll be, uh, and you'll contribute to society better. What did you decide to do that you were, you were going to follow your passion with? Well, I'm, I'm in the process of becoming. So as you can see by the name, it says John Cole artist, right? So, so really what I, what, what my passion is, is to use my creativity, my, my, my interest in the arts 
to not necessarily make money, but to bring joy into other people's lives. That's really what I want to do. Now behind me here, I don't know if you can see it right here. This is one of my pet portraits and my, on my website, is uh, I've got a whole bunch of pictures up there of some of these paintings that they do. And they're basically dot paintings. They're like pointillistic style of people's animals. Oh, that's, that's incredible when you, um, that's incredibly. That thank you. you. Um, but that's just one example. Um, I'm, I'm dabbling like in oil painting. That's another thing that, that I'm very interested in. I've never oil painted before, but I've, but I've done some oil paintings. The picture above me, which is cut off because of the cameras and acrylic painting that I did. Um, I want to be able to do that, but the limiting factor with me right now, and this is really why, and this really is a subject matter of the speech. This is also one of the um, uh, things that I'd like to address with people during Behind the Power this year in October is that codependency piece. Um, codependency for me has been a problem because what ends up happening with the codependency is that you end up losing the feelings of self-worth, the feeling of self-value. And then as a result of that, the things that you do, if they're good or not, they're not good enough because you don't feel good enough. Describe codependency for me. Well, for me, you know, and it, it can be really defined differently for different people. Okay. The, 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 the basic understanding of codependency historically has been those folks that uh, have really changed their whole, um, selves in order to fulfill the needs of maybe somebody that's chemical dependent, somebody that's an alcoholic. That's really kind of where that whole term came from. So for example, if you were married to an alcoholic, your whole life now would be, you know, your whole life would be about your partner. So you would take on characteristics perhaps, or you would lose your own identity because this other person has become so time consuming that you would start to identify with the caregiving piece of that, right? Uh, for me, it's a little bit different because I didn't come from an alcoholic family. Um, you know, my parents weren't divorced. There wasn't anything there that uh, would be like a red flag for codependency. But the more that I am looking at that problem with myself and where the codependency for me has shown up is that feeling of, of self-worth. You know, I have identified as a Coast Guardsman because I have been codependent upon that as my identity. Uh -huh. I didn't have my own identity. I was a Coast Guardsman or I was a husband. I am married for my third time right now. So I've gone through two divorces because I didn't know how to act like me because as many of us, we were taught to be like our parents. I was taught to be a, a guy, you know, I was taught to be just by observation, some, you know, how, how to act as a man from somebody that was born in 1919 who fought in World War II and who was in his sixties when I was in my teens. That's how I learned how to be a man by observation there. Right. So you you end up making up these stories about how life is supposed to be. And then when you are finally on your own, you act them out because you don't know any better. And then if you're if you don't course correct that, if you don't pivot that, if you don't have a coach to say, hey, look, there are other ways. 
or if you're influenced by the outside and you continue those behaviors, you lose your identity, you lose your sense of self. You then see your self-worth, your self-value and the things that you do for other people, right? You end up doing everything for other people. And then when they don't do what you want or they don't do, or they're, or they're not happy with what you do, you take it personally, you internalize it, you get angry. For years, Kevin, I thought I just was, I had anger problems, right? Because everybody thought of me as this angry guy, <laughs> right? There's John the angry guy. But really, the anger was just a side effect of the codependency because a lot of that was fear-based as well because I was afraid to fail. Because everything I did, it's like if I didn't do it perfect, I was going to fail. And if I fail, what are you going to think of me, Kevin? Huh? What are you going to think of me? <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Oh, and abs absolutely. Right. And, and especially being in a military background, yep. because you're expected to make your bed perfectly. You're expected to do all, you know, when you were on base and to, and to do, you know, dress impeccably and, and to make sure your shoes were polished and all that kind of thing, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've never, fortunately, I, I, um, I turned 18 in 1975 and you could not get anybody to go into the military right after mm -hmm. Vietnam. Yeah. You know, so. It's a tough period, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't have that that issue, but sadly I had a bunch of other ones. <laughs> but um so I, I, I get that in the end uh how did so the anger issues presented themselves that way. How long after you recognized that that was why you were angry were you able to change that behavior? Well, I you know, I tell you, i I didn't know I had a problem until the pieces started to click maybe six, seven months ago. And I know it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but but it, things just never clicked. It's like a whole bunch of things just all of a sudden just snapped into place. It's like everything made sense to me. It's like, oh, by heavens, this is exactly what's going on. You know, and, and, and during my speech, I kind of talk a little bit about the progression of how I got from point A to point B, you know, and really the bottom line with this, it's, 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 it's making the decision, which is really easy, right? I made a decision to click a link and connect with you. You made a decision to show up tonight to do this broadcast. It was pretty simple, right? It was a decision you made. Right. Right. So my decision was, I am worthy. It was that simple. And when you make that decision, everything changes, right? Now, I'm not saying... I've solved the problem because if I had solved the problem, I'd stand up on stage in Atlanta and go, dudes, there ain't nothing going on here. Nothing to see here. Right. <laughs> because it, because, because you got to remember I've had this problem for 50 some odd years. So this is, this is a long-term problem that I'm struggling with. Right. Um, but I am worthy is very, very powerful. And if you can make the decision to tell yourself and, and really feel it, that I am worthy, then you can start to really see what value you can bring, what value you can bring to the world. And it really gave me the confidence to start doing that painting right there, right? Because this makes people happy. It brings joy into their lives. And I'm not looking to make, I'm not I'm never going to be rich off of it, but that's not what I want. I don't want to be rich off that. Now, if the universe wants to shower me with, with money, I'm not going to turn it away, right? But I want to be able to say, Kevin, Here's a, here's a painting that I did of your gerbil. And I know you love that gerbil, Kevin. I know you did. Right. I want to, I, I want this to be something that you can remember him by or her by. Right. And that makes you happy. 
that I feel fulfilled because that is what I want to be able to do. And when you operate from that place, you will find that people will give you money to do that. And it will all be by, in, in my humble opinion, by divine design. And it'll end because you have your heart in the right place and you're thinking in the right way of it. And, uh, um, just, just don't, don't preclude the opportunity to that, that somebody's going to give you money. Oh yeah. 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 No, I would, I would never turn it, turn down a good $20 bill or whatever. That's okay. I'll, I'll take it. Alex. <laughs> now I got to ask you though, because you mentioned you, you referenced it very briefly that when you were a kid, you were small in stature. Yep. And so you were the picked on kid. And that I've had a little bit of that, but I was a bigger guy. And so I could get out of that. I can't imagine how that would impact your life going forward all the way through because of that. When you were six, seven, eight, nine, or I don't know how old you were, but when, when you were being picked on on the school bus and that kind of stuff, that, that would also affect you for your whole life. Wouldn't it? That's, that's trauma. It is. And, and, you know, here's this. This is this is something I thought about maybe I don't know three or four weeks ago um, about the inner child. Now I had I, I I and a couple of us actually I think it was maybe ten or fifteen of us had gone down to Florida for the inner child workshop with Allison. She was hosting it down there. By the way, the keys beautiful. If I would move there in a heartbeat if I could. Just saying. Um, but we went down there. And one of the things I walked away with from that workshop, and it, and it really was kind of an, an enlightening experience for me, and that is, you know, when, when we think of our inner children, right, like the one that was picked on the school bus, you know, that person still exists, Kevin. That Little Kevin still is there. I'm looking right at little Kevin right now. That is the same person. That person yep. never went anywhere. The only difference is time. Yep. Right. So that person that was little John that was picked on on the school bus never got over that because there was nobody there to explain that to him, to 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 talk to him about it, to to help him through that trauma. So instead, he just kind of had to deal with it. Right. So. If I look at it from that perspective, you know, that, that, that boy, that little boy is still there. I'm right here. Right. And that time is the only factor. Then really it's just adult John. Who's now a little wiser than he was talking to little John who doesn't know any better and parenting him. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it seems, and it seems really weird. I know if, you know, if there are people watching this, especially, and again, I'm not picking on men, don't get me wrong, but, but men don't think like this normally, at least now what I've seen. And if I'm wrong, by all means, somebody correct me here, but men typically don't think like that. Right. But, but the fact is, if we think like that and we can put ourselves into that mindset, it's amazing what we can do because we're really just helping ourselves it's almost like time traveling in a weird sort of way. You know, we're going back in time to help ourselves through this problem. And then when you fast forward, you really feel a lot better. You know what I mean? You're helping to correct those problems. So, so in that particular case, you know, I, 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 I look back on that and, you know, there's nothing I can do to prevent that it happened. 
You know, no. I, you know, big me can't go on that school bus right now and beat up this little kid. Number one, I'd probably get arrested. Right. So that would be bad, <laughs> you know, but I certainly can sit him down and I certainly can explain to him that number one, it wasn't his fault. Number two, yeah, you might be small now, but someday you're going to be talking with Kevin McDonald live on a podcast about this. So there's going to be some value in that experience right? Yep. That you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You know? So things like that, I think are very, very helpful. And Gretchen Johnson has got something to say to you, sir. Hi Gretchen. And that would be John. You are doing such a great job. I'm impressed. Thank you. And, and, and so am I. And by the way, everybody who is listening now and has not signed up to be on my podcast, number one, shame on you. Number two, um, no, I'm kidding. Um, you're you're welcome to to do that. Just go to uh, uh, Kevin at kmmedia.pro, and I'll send you the link, and you can book yourself onto the show um, from now until October. Anytime one of Allison's uh, um, people would like to come on, you are welcome to do that. We can do multiple. Uh, uh, visitations or and conversations and and we're also going to do it on KKNW, which is the uh, uh, radio show in Seattle that I do three days a week. And uh, because I really I John, this sort of program that Allison has put together and and God love her for it, it can really honestly can change the world if if enough people get involved with it and and take it for and take it as it's offered because she is very genuine. Um, and so go sign up for, go to allisonroberts.com, sign up to go to behind the power in October. And, um, there's also a, uh, um, and I forget, I, I should have it in my notes in front of me, but the, the, um, um, the other, uh, program that she does, it's $27. She's doing one of those in our, in August, right? It's painless pivots to power. I couldn't say that to save my life. Painless pivots to power. And it's like, it's like nothing. It's $27 and you can have the opportunity to uh, meet with some like-minded people and to really get involved with this. Cause everybody that I've met, you guys are just phenomenal human beings and I'm glad to know y'all. Thank you. Yeah. And we, and, and again, we, we, we really appreciate what you're doing. You're, you're really allowing us to, to get that message out, to, to be able to tell our story. And I think those folks that come down to Atlanta in October, they're really, you know, when I, I, you know, when I went down to Atlanta the last time, I didn't know what I, what to expect, but there's something about how genuine people really are. You know, we, we don't, we don't see how genuine people are on social media. What we're seeing is we're seeing this, this, this facade. Yep. You know, and um, when, when you see people in person and, and these are, like you said, like-minded people and you really hear their stories and then you, and then you meet people that, that might not be speaking, but that are just attending. And, and there's, it's going to sound really corny, Kevin, because I, this isn't me, but there really, there really is a very magical thing that happens. Sure there is. You know, it's, it's. I don't think I've ever been in any kind of, you know, being in the Coast Guard, I've attended many conferences over the years and I wouldn't dream of walking into a military conference and hugging someone. <laughs> right. But, but, but you can't help, but not in an event like this, because there's, there's this legitimate, genuine desire to be there for one thing. And then there's this desire to really want to connect 
And that connection is so important. And people legitimately, honestly care, care about you, care about your outcome. Um, and, and they want to support you yep. because, you know, everybody that's been there has been wounded. I think everybody on the planet has been wounded at one time or another. And uh, it's, it's, but it's people that are willing to get together and say, I hear you, you know, and that's, that's the biggest thing is that you can sit in a group of, uh, I don't know, six or eight of, you, uh, of your, the group that you're with, and you can tell them anything and they will not think less of you. They will understand and they'll work you through it and then they'll provide you with guidance and help and, and or just a nice hug um but either way you win yeah i mean sometimes that's all you really need and sometimes that's exactly what's needed right yes so 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 john i would like you to take a couple of moments and tell the audience about allison about the program about yourself uh anything that you would like them to know i'm gonna sit over here and shut up okay well, first, um, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the event coming up. We'll just briefly touch on that. Yeah. So it's Behind the Power. The website is BehindThePowerEvent.com. So it's three days in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia at the Hotel Coley. It's October 19th through the 21st. There's going to be 13 speakers over the three days. So it's not just my story. It's also 12 other speakers. And I haven't heard the speeches yet, uh, but, but it's a very wide variety of subjects. And it's not going to be this thing where you're going to go there and it's all these, these sad stories and stuff like that. These are uplifting stories. All right. So even though there's some trauma involved, what you're really going to get is you're going to hear these powerful stories of folks that really are, they've either, they've, they've either overcome them or they're in the process of, and both are beautiful things. You don't have to be way up here for your story to be powerful. If you're working your way up there and you're trying and you're making progress, that's beautiful. And even if you're willing, even if you're willing, Kevin, that's a beautiful thing. So also during the event, uh, there's going to be some panel sessions. I myself have two. Uh, I'm going to be uh, on a panel for creating a healing environment at home because a lot of us struggle with that, especially in home environments. Sometimes family, believe it or not, can be complicated. <laughs> You can quote me on that. Uh, and then the other panel I'm going to be on is uh, embracing vulnerability and authenticity. I don't know. I, I don't know if everybody's authentic. I like to think I am, but that's a struggle, right? So that's a, that's another panel discussion we're going to have. And again, uh, for my breakout session, which uh, folks are invited to, it's going to be a very small group. This one talking about navigating life uh, after a lifetime career. So things that we talked about today. How did I go through that? What was my process? I can give some advice and it's basically just a discussion. We can talk about, you know, some ideas or some, some suggestions and things like that. Um, my speech itself, the Ted talk like speech, 15 minutes. And then afterwards we can chat. Um, and then if there's anybody struggling with, with the codependency, what I'd love to do is sit down with you and talk with you. And just hear your story because while I'm not an expert in it, I can certainly lend an ear and I can certainly uh, give you my perspectives on, on what I went through in the hopes that maybe that can help you. So, and as far as Allison goes, she's wonderful. I wouldn't trade her for nothing. And her program, um, 
unapologetic power. Like I'd mentioned, AllisonRoberts.com has all the information that you would need to set up an appointment to talk with her. She's a coach. And just like a football team, you know, just because I like to throw a football doesn't mean that that coach is right for me. So there's always an interview process with her because sometimes people just don't, just aren't the right people. And there's nothing wrong with that. No harm, no foul there. Uh, but AllisonRoberts.com is where I would go to get more information about her program. Um, I will mention, and I, I, I hes hesitate to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. There's always money involved with everything. But what I will say about money is that look at it from a compensation point of view. You're compensating people for their time and effort. You're not buying anything. You're not paying for anything. You're compensating them for their time, money, and effort. There's an important distinction there. Very, very important. Because the programs, the behind the power, the things that we're all doing takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. And in order for us to put something on successfully, we need the support, which is why it costs anything. Otherwise, we would give it away, right? So look at it from that perspective. So we're getting compensated for the effort. Well, I'm not, but there's a compensation piece there. So, so keep that in perspective. Um, so, yeah. How's By that? the way, a couple things. Have sure. you thought about doing a podcast? You know what? That thought has crossed my mind a couple times, but um, yeah, no, I, I never, never got that far. Well, you're certainly welcome to come on mine anytime you want to, uh, <laughs> and which which probably would save you a whole bunch of heartache and and stuff because it's there's a quarter of a million podcasts out there. There aren't very many good ones. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to think that this is a good one. But uh, oh, and uh, somebody is chiming in who's been sneaking around the periphery. He would be great at it. Uh, Allison Roberts says, and uh, thank you, Allison. And thank you for listening, Allison. I, I, I really appreciate, appreciate you and, and what you do. I also want to make, you know, you were talking about the money issue. Um, when you go to the conference on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it is breakfast and lunch are taken care of yep. each day. Uh, at certain levels, there's a cocktail party. There's also a formal dinner. There's also uh, um, you're staying at the hotel, which is, which is really cool because you can not only bond during the time that the conference is going on, but you can sit and talk to somebody afterwards that you make a connection with. And so it can become a very, very powerful uh, couple of three days. The other thing, which is, I think is really cool is that if you're traveling a distance, I'm sending somebody from Seattle, Washington. It doesn't make any sense for her to fly and try and get there by nine o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. So she's flying on Tuesday. And then she's going to stay Friday night after the conference ends. And uh, and Allison has made it possible for us to get two extra rooms at the and It's on her website now, two extra rooms for the same rate as the other one so that you can stay there and it can be comfortable for you. And um, and you don't have to go through a bunch of hoops to get there and stuff. But I would highly recommend that you stay at the hotel, that you have the opportunity to meet with people throughout the evening and stuff so that, because I think if you're going to talk about, if you're going to spend some money doing anything, you need to get as much value for it as you can and, and take advantage of that. It, it, it's Kevin, it's an amazing value. I mean, I, I, I absolutely, absolutely. It, it is. really is. Yeah. 
And oh, and Allison just wants to make sure that we remember meditations, classes, and sessions with her are a bonus so that you get the opportunity to work with her. She is going to, you know, I, I hope she's taking her, uh, you know, her multivitamin because she's going to be tired by the end of the <laughs> by Friday at five o'clock. We're all going to be taking our multivitamins, I think. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, she, she was able to cut a deal for the rooms and, and, and she's passing that along to us. And so that's, 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 that's really good. So, yeah. um, and I can tell you that there are, <laughs> Last year, she was she wasn't dead. She was mostly dead. Everything dead, dead. Um, um, uh, Princess Bride. He's ninety five percent dead, but he's not all dead. All dead. Uh, um, but uh, so she was. She, she worked really hard and stuff. As as everybody that supports her will will be doing. So, but th there are times in your life when you have the opportunity to go do something that you might not otherwise do that could change the course of your life forever and take advantage of this because it and it's not it won't go away these people are not going to go away from you the, the the connections you'll make could become lifelong connections has that been your experience john it has absolutely has i think uh with very few exceptions those folks that attended last year remain my friends they're either either they've either joined the group or or we've been or we've stayed connected in some way shape or form it's just been amazing you know i could talk to you all day i want to honor your time and and it's been we've been talking about an hour and and that's what i promised you so uh but uh, will you come back can we do this again before uh before october i'd love to i mean we never even ta started talking about ghosts or bigfoot or anything like that and i had that written down on my list so maybe <laughs> next time well, I'm not real big on them, although I am I am big on on the other side and how how we are all connected. Uh, and, that would be good. And how that that all works and, and stuff. By the way, just as an aside, I highly recommend if you're going to talk about and read about uh, how our lives really work in conjunction with each other and conjunction with the other side. And after we're gone, go get the book journey of souls by Dr. Michael Newton. It is a great book to, to get. And it, it really does offer a great explanation of how it all works and how we are all connected and how we all mean stuff, something to each other. That sounds great. And then just, just to one other plug real quick, Absolutely. don't forget Allison's book, a spiritual journeys available on amazon.com. Fantastic read. Very, very meaningful book. And then in October, our book, because each of us wrote a chapter, it's called. It's going to be called Behind the Power, You're Not Crazy, You're Powerful. That'll be coming out in the fall just in time for the event. So look for that at Amazon as well. Let, let me play this for you, by the way. It's a commercial that we did for Allison. You tell me what you think. Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. Did, did, that, how did, did that play in its entirety? It, it played in its entirety and sign me up, Kevin. <laughs> I'm sold.
Uh, yep, she's she is uh, she's a, a, a dynamic person. The first time that we she came on the show, uh, we had a wonderful time. We had an instant connection. Uh, we talked about her her growing up years and all of the stuff that happened in Georgia at that yeah. time, and it makes it you know and um, and how tough she had it. And and she is now you know she, obviously she's conquered it and has risen above it and is there to help everybody that she comes in contact with and so i i think i think the world of her and i know you do and i know that all the all the people that are listening today and thank you by the way and if you'd like to find out more about positive talk radio you can by going to positive talk radio.net i've got 190 shows up now um and um more to follow i'm doing like 10 a week or eight to eight to 10 a week, because I just love doing this. So, um, but I thank you, John. It's been, and it's, if, if somebody, if, would you, would this be okay? If there's a, if there's a guy out there that is looking for somebody to mentor them mm-hmm. and is, and is lost, would you be willing to be that guy? I absolutely would. Yeah. I would, I would definitely be interested in helping anybody else that needs some help. Yes. And so is there a website or excuse me, is there a, a email that they can reference that, that they could email you and, and start a dialogue. Sure. They can go to John Cole artist at gmail.com. That's easy. That's John easy. Cole artist at, uh, at email or at gmail.com. And, uh, and if you feel driven, if you feel like that this can help you, if you're feeling lost and you really would like to change the trajectory of your life into something that you'll be proud of and, and you'll be happier by all means, give him a, give him an email and uh, he can work with you. So thank you, sir. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. It has my, my time is this, this is like going to the playground and playing for me. I tell you what, the hour went fast. So it it does. (laughs) It does. does. My, my, you know, and I'll, I'll put it out there because uh, with Allison around, who knows what can be manifested, but my, my, uh, my mission in life is I want to do a syndicated radio show three hours a day, five days a week across the country. Wow. You can do it. I believe so. You can. Absolutely. I believe so. And, and I just have to make sure I don't run out of life before I get there. (laughs) So I know. And so, so John, thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Allison. Thank you everybody who's, who's listening. And uh, we'll see you in October uh, and we'll see you before then too. So, Have a great day, everybody. John, if you'll stay right there, I'll be right back. Okay, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.